This is not a military takeover. Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. yourself down strap yourself in as you're going to be listening to armitage on the paranoid squirrel rock show where over the course of the next hour you'll be exposed to music that you should hear on the radio but don't And welcome to the last Paranoid School Rock Show of 2017 with me, Armitage. Hello, once again, live back behind the mic. Technically, last week's show needn't have been pre-recorded as the Dirty Strangers gig that I was planning on seeing up at the Troubadour Club in Ells Court was cancelled at the 11th hour because keyboardist Patrick Scotty Amolvi suffered a stroke the day before. Fortunately, it's expected that Scotty will make a full recovery. On paper, it looked like it was going to be one hell of a night. Not only was the Anita Chalamar band supporting, but guesting with the Dirties were, Birdie it's on guitar, Lowell Fox, formerly of Fox's Rats on drums, and John Proctor, who played bass with the Dirties until he got a call to join his old friend Phil Rudd from ACDC's solo band. Coupled with, of course, main man Alan Clayton and sometime Chuck Berry Sideman, the aforementioned Scotty, this should have been one of those gigs that we would have been talking about for years to come. Um, the Dirties are booked to play the Troubadour in a couple of weeks' time on the 12th, but no mention of the guest musicians with the uh, Anita Chalaman band on Facebook saying that the gig had been rescheduled to the 16th of February. Same day, it's a damned playing the Camden Palace from the Dirty Strangers last studio album Crime and a Woman this is You Gotta Shake You gotta shake You gotta sweat I'm in the mood I haven't slept Driving for a long time Seven days non-stop I've been dreaming about you Seven nights on the drive You gotta shake Yeah, you gotta shake You gotta shake You gotta slide And then Found you 
sounded like Brian James, formerly of the Damned, and Lords of the New Church, had a helping hand in that track. He doesn't, even though it's not unusual for him to play with the Dirties. Uh, wouldn't it be good if Brian James and Bernie Tormey both played together as guest musicians in the band? As both having you know, very individual and recognisable guitar styles, I think that they would work together very well. Yeah, but what do I know? Uh, the last couple of Christmases have dealt some serious body blows to the rock and roll fraternity. Last year, it was Rick Parfit, with the year before that, Lemmy. So when Rich Jones started a Facebook thread off with, OK, this shit is hard for me to type, but here goes, my heart sank. Doctors, last Friday, had discovered Scott Sorry, one-time bassist with the Wild Hearts, Sorry and the Sinatras and Amen, had a two-inch cystic tumour on the left side of his brain, which affected his speech and motor skills. Fortunately, a word that seems wholly inappropriate, the MRI scan that came back was clear, which means there's no other cancer in Scott's body. The bad news is that the surgery and ongoing medical care is going to cost a packet. Now, over here in the UK, we have the National Health Service, which is paid for through you know, national insurance contribution and tax from people like me who work. So uh, at any time I need medical attention or an operation, it costs me nothing, no matter what is required. And as a society, those who uh, have been unable to pay their national insurance, we look after them as well. No questions asked or judgment made. Of course, different countries have different systems. That's why Rich Jones set up a GoFundMe campaign on Scott's behalf. Its original target was swiftly increased to $25,000, which was surpassed in less than 24 hours. And with the realisation that even this wasn't going to cover medical costs, it was raised to a hundred grand. As well as the GoFundMe campaign, testimonial gigs are being set up around the UK. Fans are auctioning off memorabilia, along with a fundraising Scott Sorry t-shirt. Now, I know everybody is skint after Christmas, me included, uh, but if we were to see Scott down a pub, we'd buy him a drink. So, when we're out, getting around in on New Year's Eve, include Scott. Put that fiver in your back pocket, and when the haze of celebrating has lifted, go fund me it. Scott is currently recovering after being operated on on Boxing Day. I guess that was the easy bit. Let's hope, with our help, the road to recovery is a short and easy route. First time I really heard about Scott uh, was when he joined Brides of Destruction as Nikki Sixx's replacement for the Runaway Brides LP. It was a band that briefly featured his future wild-hearting boss, Ginger, who stayed just long enough to co-write four tunes. This is one of them, Tunnel of Love.
wasn't sold on Runaway Brides. Putting it next to the band's debut, it seemed you know, to lack something. However, over the years, I've warmed to it. Here is a little known fact about me. In my entire record collecting career, which spans 45 years, seriously, I kid you not, I've only sold two records out of my own personal collection. The Fixes, Red Sky at Night, Red Vinyl 7-inch, because I bought the picture disc, and the Runaway Brides CD. I have since rebought the Brides album. As for the fixed 7-inch, nah, but I still regret my decision. Good guitar solo. Anyway, as I was saying, it's been a year since Rick Parfit passed away, with plans afoot to posthumously release the solo album over and out that he'd been working on prior to his death in March. Um... Initial reports seemed to suggest that it was going to be a return to the more frantic four element of the quo sound. But on hearing the first track to be lifted from it, I think it's going to be less heads down, no nonsense, and more of the softer side. And we're not talking margarita time here. Joining Rick, amongst others, are John Rhino Edwards, Alan Lancaster, Queen's Brian May, and Muse's Chris Walton Stoneholm. I was hoping the original quo drummer, John Coglan, might feature, but sadly not.
However, Mr. Coughlin's drumming skills have cropped up on the Quo cover of Rain that Walkway have just released. I've never heard of the band before. And on the strength of the cover, invested in the band's last album, WW3. It's all right. Classic British-sounding rock, which fans of Thunder, Whitesnake, and we're not talking 1987 here, will thoroughly enjoy. Rain appears on the aforementioned ww3 with the video having guitarists chris reddy and james reddy playing battered green and white telecasters sans rossi and parfit which is a nice touch to a fitting tribute Say 
Right, so let's get a bit more aggressive with some Venom and a new track from the just released EP 100 Miles to Hell. The three tracks on offer marks the first new material since From the Very Depth studio album which came out on Spine Farm Records back in 2015. The only original member of the band from their classic punk-infused power metal speed days is bassist Cronus who is aided and abetted by guitarist Rage and drummer Dante. Original drummer, about and guitarist Mintists have uh, Venom Inc. that features the Demolition Man on bass and vocals who replaced Cronus in Venom back in 1988. Without Venom, undoubtedly, the Bay Area thrash scene and Metallica Slayer and Exodus would have taken on a whole different sound. Playing 100 Miles to Hell had me thinking of Flash House, uh, who, as an aside, uh, are playing the New Cross Inn on the 11th of March with, get this, Amongst others, Lost Peppers, Randy Savages and The Electric Shakes, all for a fiver. You can't go wrong. Anyway, 100 Miles to Hell is a great reintroduction to Venom. I do hope that we get to see them playing some UK clubs instead of the European festival circuit that they have done of late. From 100 Miles to Hell, here's a title track. Sailing past purgatory Fire in your vision The gates ahead you see The land devoid of light The witching time of night Lay down your soul to sail
you know i'm not a huge fan of death metal and indecipherable typeface and indecipherable lyrics as you also know i'm a huge fan of nicky anderson however i drew the line at death breath and to be fair also the solution i mean he can't like everything um, same with ginger mutation three i gave a wide berth to but if it's your thing yeah more power to you so when i discovered a couple of weeks ago that nicky was drumming in a band called lucifer I feared that this would be another one of the bands that I'd avoid. Turns out that this isn't going to be the case. The band are more akin to Sabbath and Purple. Lucifer aren't a new band, having formed in 2014. They originally featured Andrew Prestige from Angel Witch on drums. Only vocalist Joanna Sadonis has been the constant member. Uh, The band released their debut album, Lucifer 1, on Rise Above Records in 2015. Their new album, Lucifer 2, Two is due out in the spring with Robin Tybrink handling guitar duties. From the second album, here's Faux Pharaoh.
Also in Death Breath was Robert Pearson, who also played with strings in Thunder Express. I think Robert has also lent his guitar talents to Imperial State Electric at some point. I've always viewed Robert as a helicopter in all but name. And as much as I love Dragon, Robert would be the ideal candidate to replace him if he ever felt the urge to leave. Mr Pearson has also re-recorded his version of Rory Gallagher's Shadow Play. The originally came out as a limited 7-inch a few years ago through High Roller Records and has made this new version available to download for free from his SoundCloud site. So I did. And here it is.
someone who I thought had fallen off the face of Canada was former Robin Black and intergalactic rock star Kai Anto. The last time Robin Black came over here, about 10 years ago, Kai had already left the band. Buried deep in my hard drive, I still have his False Fingering and Glimmer Text albums and obviously the Sassy Scarlet album. So I was pleasantly surprised, if not pleased, to see some Facebook posts from Kai who now sports a beard, pointing to his Bandcamp site. Swiftly clicking my way to said site, I discovered Kai has six new songs for us to enjoy, and if we feel inclined, purchased. One of the tracks that grabbed my attention was this one, She Told Me. She told me Yeah, she told me was leaving it too but I know yeah I know the station shuts at one and I looks in the face as she pretends to be I really like that I don't think I've ever played on the show, although I do stand corrected, is a beat combo who had ties with my old hometown of Croydon. They formed in 1976 and became part of a new musical movement that was supposed to shake up the old god. 
The band I'm talking about is called The Damned. I'm not sure, but I think if you're lucky, there may be the odd page on the interwebs if you wish to learn more. Now, without boasting, I have pretty much, if not all, The Damned's recording output. All right, I don't have every single different variation. The French red vinyl test pressing of White Rabbit still eludes me. But I have the original German pressing, so that will do for me. In 1979, the band released their first album without founding member Brian James, with Captain Sensible switching from bass to guitar, with former Saints bassist Algie Ward taking on that role. Machine Gun Etiquette was released in November 1979 on Chiswick Records. The label seemed to afford them as much studio time as they wanted, with demos and alternative versions cropping up at record fairs. You can get the whole album in an unmixed form if you know where to look. I think the only studio track that Roger Armstrong hasn't released or has found its way onto the bootleg market is Teenage Dream. So I was rummaging through my piles of CDs that I've got stacked up against the table where my PC lives on when I found the 30th birthday celebration dash garage beat and punk rock album that Ace Records released in 2005. All the normal suspects are represented with uh, the likes of the Sonics, the Wailers, the Zombies. Track 13 was Melody Lee from Machine Gun Etiquette. An ideal soundtrack to my pottering around, I thought. As soon as Melody Lee started, I stopped dead in my tracks. Gone was the piano intro, replaced with the guitar intro that Captain has been known to play live. Studio version has been doing the rounds for yonks, but I didn't know it had been officially released. Now, the only difference on the copies I had was the piano and guitar intro, but this one was a completely different mix, if not an alternate take. See what you think.
We heard it. Rock Radio UK. After Melody Lee was more damned, and I need a life from the much maligned album I'm Alright Jack and the Beanstalk, which to this day even the band refuse to acknowledge, which is a travesty. So I really like it. Very MC5 sounding. Yes, Vanian's vocals do sound flat, but nothing that a decent remix could rectify. It's head and shoulders above anything. As Thursday, was the second anniversary of Lemmy's passing. I'm going to end this week's show off with a live version of Overkill from Better Motorhead Than Dead. Like you, I still miss him. Until next year, 
Take it easy. Move, give it in your guts, rock and roll, but the name, and it don't make you fuck.